Welcome to the Nicole One Show. I am the host overseer Estelle. Today our guest is Pastor Renette and Wayne Wells. Welcome. Good afternoon, overseer. Good old good afternoon. And Pastor Renette, God bless you, mighty woman of God. You want to say anything to the audience? Good evening. It's good to be here on the Nicole Show. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So I named this session because I want to interview you about your great-grandmother. So I named this session Chosen by God, Mother Adela Barton-Jones. Amen. So I want you to tell her story. Tell us a little bit about the church before we even get started. Our church is located in St. Petersburg, 3000 Fourth Avenue South, founded here in the wonderful city of St. Petersburg, Florida. And uh, we're in a central location. We love to praise the Lord. We love people, and we love serving God. Amen. Amen. So I want to put out the first question. How did your great-grandmother know she was called by God? Mother Adela Jones began to experience what God had already planted in her. And that was a part of the word that says, The love of the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love thy neighbor. So as she began to see her attributes and her giftings geared towards her neighbors and helping them in every aspect of life, she began to recognize the calling of God on her life. Amen. And she, her church started back in 1947. Amen. Yes. So my thing is, tell us a little bit about the history of the church. Well, the Church started in her home, actually started in her home, doing prayer, noonday prayer every day. That's how she got started, um, praying for the community, for the neighbors, the children, everyone. Um, and it birthed out of being in her home until she said that the Lord had spoken to her, so you need a bigger place. Um, so he told her to build a church for the souls that were coming in. So she stepped out just on the word of the Lord, having faith that he was speaking to her. So she got with the builder, contractor, and they began to build a house for the people of God to come into. And that's powerful. And for her story, just looking at the history, for a black woman back in 1947, that's unheard of because women wasn't doing church, being over a church, being called a pastor, a minister, an overseer. So they called her Mother Adela. But even the gifts in her belly as a woman back then, they was housewives. That's all they did and cooked and cleaned and came to church even though they were prominent women ran the churches, but it was unheard of to give them recognition as the recognition that she has received. Amen. Amen. So we look at Mother Adela, beautiful name. When you look through the Bible and search through the Bible, studying the different women of the Bible, so many. I'm not going to tell you my favorite, but what woman, and this question is for you, Pastor Renata, Renata, Renette. What woman in the Bible do your grandmother remind you of? 
Well, there were several, but I look at her as being an Esther, one who had the courage to go before great men. As you said, that in that time it was unknown or unheard of much about black woman stepping out into business or anything in terms of leadership. But she had the courage, she believed God, she had faith that God was speaking to her concerning the people. Uh, and so she stepped out, just, just going on what, by the voice of the Lord, she stepped out on that knowing that she probably wouldn't be accepted by men, but she chose rather to follow the voice of the Lord. And so that was courage to go before great men who probably wanted to set her down, but they couldn't stop her because it was in her to obey what she felt or, or birthed in that ministry that was in her. She knew that there was leadership. She knew that there was something inside and she had the courage to go forward. Amen. And she was really the first black woman in Florida to be a pastor. Can we keep it real? Yes. Keep it realistic. And when I think of a woman in the Bible, I think of Deborah, who was our first judge, right? Yes. And they called her a prophet. Yes. And how they looked up to her. Okay. And my thing is, if you know the story of Deborah, she had to be strong because she was a woman. And a woman that was over an army. Not only a judge, but a woman that was really was over an army, but they ain't going to tell it like that. So just call her a judge, but judge was even powerful back then. So this question is for you, Pastor Wells. Um, Think of one man in the Bible that Mother Idella reminds you of. We see uh, Mother Idella Jones uh, brings to mind, to me, uh, a Moses. Um, you know, one whose intentions was to be cut off, but by the uh, fear of God, uh, the midwives heard the voice of God and prepared a way for him to be placed in an ark. And so from that, there was salvation. And Mother Idella reminds me of Moses because she was saved, she was rescued from those treacherous times back there right after uh, slavery and God brought her to a place in an ark or a place of, of safety where she met and gained favor uh, from those around her and that was very interesting because uh, one of her uh, patients at a later age uh, saw favor in Mother Idella Jones and like Moses, uh, she chose to suffer persecution with her uh, people of God then to enjoy the pleasures of sin. So she took the path of righteousness. And because of that, God blessed her. And because of that, Mr. Powell left her an inheritance for her to build on. The property that we see, where the church was built, the mango field. And even the house, because of her kindness, because of her choice, she gained that by an inheritance. And then use it for selfish gain, 
but used it to fulfill the will of God in helping others. So Moses, as a leader, his heart was on helping others. And so that's powerful because of her entrepreneurial skills. I read a passage on your website saying that she didn't work for no one. She wanted to work for herself. So she created different businesses. So let's talk about the different businesses that she created. Okay. Number one, she, before coming to Florida, moving to Florida from South Carolina, Aiken, South Carolina, she was a hairdresser. And from that, she moved to Florida. Um, she opened up a, a nursing home, um, first black nursing home here in St. Petersburg. She also had uh, rumors. It was, we'll call them hotels and things now, but at that time, she just had rumors that came in and they paid her for staying in her room. She had a 10 bedroom house, seven bedroom house, I'm sorry, maybe. And they paid her for living there for short stays. From that, she also, she did laundry. And so they paid her for, she was paid rather, for doing laundry for different ones. And from that, to keeping children, she had actually had a daycare. She cared for the elder, elderly in the beginning, but she wound up having a daycare, taking care of children. So there were several things there that, um, in entrepreneurship that she did, that I guess at that time we didn't really call it. She was an entrepreneur, but in reality, that's who she was. And then from that, um, having prayer every day at noonday, um, the Lord was birthing in her some souls that she says that souls were coming. So from there to being a pastor. And let's talk about the name of the church, All Nations. All Nations, she named it All Nations Church of God. At that time, originally, it was just Church of God by faith. Okay. Mm -hmm. And see the nations, Church of God by faith. So she was walking by faith. And then now it's All Nations, right? Right. The church of God. And because she said souls were coming, mm -hmm. we later became All Nations Church of God by faith. And think about it. The other man that you can think of is Abraham, because she birthed nations yes. through these church. Yeah. Okay? Nations mm. birth. She's a female Abraham. You don't see that many that sacrificed their lifestyle. Mm. It was a lifestyle change for Mother Adele mm. to come in. Her children had to help. I remember back in the day, let me tell you, I'm younger than you, just a little bit. Back in the <laughs> 70s, you had choice. You didn't back mom nobody right amen mm -hmm. you you did what you were told to do yes so you know you helped grandmama and grandmama and all them clean and you had to you had to cook and you had to wash your own clothes so at least she knew to make a business out of it actually at that time it wasn't me and my sibling it was my mother i know i'm yeah. being gentle that's great. That's great, Grandma. Yes. So can you imagine how Mama worked that? Yeah, and she actually, she and my father, when she married, my father and her got married. 
My father even helped in the business. See, it was a fa family of nations that came together and she birthed. And she helped people. You know, she, she gave them places to stay. So it's her hotel. And you know she cooked good. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's Southern. Since she was Southern. Mom. Yeah. Mm, Jesus. The best she, did she, cook. Did she have her own garden? I know she did. Because she black. We all, them Southern peoples always have their greens. And yes, they did. Yes, I know she did. could cook them. I don't really remember the garden, but she could cook. Ten out of ten, she had a garden. I'm gonna help you out, okay? Trust me. Then when they came from the south, they was used to eating off the field, and it didn't change, okay? They had them gardens in the back, had them greens, them tomatoes, the green tomatoes. They did it all. So it's just amazing. She she was an Abraham and a Moses, far as male. because with Moses, with the nursing home, her birth in the first black nursing home. That was allowing, telling the pe the country to let my people go through sickness, mm. through disease. They didn't have nowhere to go. Mm. They was probably throwing them out in the street back then. If you ain't got no relatives, where you going? There's there's no places like there are now to send to send you the elderly to. It wasn't not here, not for black refuge. people, not for African Americans. Right. Yeah, a place of refuge, a Zion, she a sanctuary. So she turned her nursing home. She started off a prayer. Somewhere she was teaching Bible study and created a whole church. Yeah, we also had that part we didn't bring in. We were saying, I was saying prayer, because I remember from a little girl, ever since I've been, but she was also having Bible study. We, we actually had Bible study in the home as well. And she established and made sure that that those in our home would reverence the Sabbath See, and um, brought, brought them into a time of rest. And it, it's amazing, I oversee Estelle, if you uh, began to talk about Abraham or the family, but during these times of the Sabbath, the children, the young adults, the teenagers, all would come together and worship. And she would actually take the leaven out of the house mm -hmm. on preparation day on Friday. And, and see, what did she and, learn that from? And because they weren't teaching that back in the churches. That's back right. Then. So God had given her revelation and inspiration. Mm -hmm. And they would go to a kosher market. Look at her. And, and get the lamb somewhere from here around Seminole County. And some of them Jewish people taught her. Yes. Yes. They, they gave her, you know, knowledge. And she that. carried out those instructions. Um, and like Abraham, uh, to your point as well about the family, there was a testimony that uh, one of the... Uh, which now is a bishop, passed away. I traveled from Carolina down here to St. Petersburg. And when he got here, he wanted to uh, stay with Mother Idella Jones to get started, get a job, and raise his family. And she asked him, was he married? He said, yes. She said, before you do anything, you go back home and get your wife. <laughs> and then you come back. That was Bishop Nesbitt. Mm -hmm. And from that, he began to get a great start and became a great man of God. Hallelujah. Uh, another she, birthing of a family. Birthing families, birthing churches, birthing yes. pastors. She was yes. a birthing mother. Yes. So my thing is the seed that God placed in her belly, where yes. she can birth nations of churches, bring unity among the black people, yes. and create refuge for the sick and, and the homeless. Because some of you know some of them was homeless. Yes. yes. You know, Back then, my mother was born in 1947, so I, you know, I heard the stories of how they traveled. Cause my family's from Talladega, Alabama, so the Alabama was coming 
from the racism, the lynching and all yeah. that. Yeah. So she created a place, a safe haven for them. A place where they can they can live yeah. and be among each other and learn about God. New start. New start, new beginnings. Found jobs for them, am I right? Yeah. Some of them needed jobs. They yeah. created jobs for them. That's correct. They didn't do that. They still don't That's do that today. They barely want to do that today. They barely want to network today and get together. It's so competitive. Not like it where it used to be. So we just got to pray for pray for pray for the Christian churches today. Yes, yes. It's just totally different. Yes, it is. So when she did hear, she reminded me of CJ Walker, the first millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if I you can think see that. can you see that? Mm -hmm. And then she was born in 1886. Seven. And and CJ Walker was born in 1867, so it's not. It was about 20 year difference. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we look at that and how C.J. Walker left a legacy. She gave hope to the black women. She went door to door selling her products, and so that you know, and birthing schools for beauticians because they didn't have schools back then for black people. To learn how to do hair, they had to. It was passed down through generations and generations and generations. How to braid, how to part, how to put the barrettes in, how to press. You know, she created the first pressing comb because we had some thick hair back then. Still do. <laughs> so we thank God for that. So her entrepreneurial skills, and then she opened up a laundry. So I would love that press. I'll just come and give my laundry to her. She'll press it. You know they press back then. Yeah, you she, don't press no more. She has pillowcases. Pill oh, see, yeah. oh Jesus. Did she press the phone? The pillowcase and the sheets. Yeah. Let's pray. Let's pray right now. Jesus help us. A lot of us. And you know them arms back oh, then. Oh yeah. Not like we have no. now. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. Real hot hour. <laughs> so in closing, in closing, what inspired you the most about Mother Adela? Honestly, I would say her prayer life. Mm. Because from a little girl, that's all the biggest thing that I could remember about her, even up until now, is how she prayed. She was a woman of prayer. She prayed, she prayed. I, I would see her on her knees so many times. And when I was at the age of about five years old, I had a hernia. And I remember not understanding a lot of things at five years old back then, but um, there were times when my stomach would hurt so bad because of the hernia. And we were living behind my grandmother at that time and and so sometimes my stomach would hurt me so bad I would tell my mom mom can you take me to mom Della's house so she could pray for me and it was so real to me that uh, all my mom had to do was just take me to my grandma and sometimes I felt like she didn't even have to lay hands on me it's just the fact of being with her. I knew that she was going to pray and I was going to be all right. And so I took that from her. I gained that from her. And so even as I grew older, 
I always knew I didn't have to run to anybody else. Mm -hmm. That I could just pray and ask God because my grandmother did that. If she prayed, God answered her prayers. That's the way I saw her. And the business part as well. That was another thing I've always prayed for and I said it often even to my mother. I said, I pray that the Lord will help me to be the businesswoman that you and Mama Della were. I, I pray for that and I feel like he's given me now some of those skills. Mm -hmm. I have not perfected it all, the entrepreneurship part, but I do feel like I'm walking. I'm standing on their shoulders to where I am now. But the, the, the uh, prayer life that she had is what mainly, and I know if I pray, God, the other part, because I believe in Matthew 6 and 33, he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. So that's what I stand on. Hallelujah, Lord. Mm -hmm. Pastor Wayne, yes. what inspired you the most about Mother Adela? It would be her faith along with works. Mm. Um, I, I heard the story. I, I didn't hear her actually say this, but after she contracted with uh, Deacon Owens to build the church, a lot of times it was just a few going over there to worship. Um, Mother Adela Jones, her sister Alice Holmes, her granddaughter, and a lot of times her great-grandson, our brother, Pastor Alvin Williams. But because of her faith and her acting on it, although at times the crowd wasn't there, she declared that one day this church would be as big as Second Bethel, mm. one of the Baptist churches. And she said, I see souls, souls. I see them coming. And what inspires me about that is that I was one of those souls that she saw coming back then. And so that has inspired me to look forward to see others continue to come into a place of safety, an arc of, of a new beginning, a fresh start, a new awakening. And at her age, she still had that freshness about her, that there was still life and she could see life in others. And uh, that's what inspired me, her faith and her actions. Oh my God, powerful. I want to say thank you to Pastor, Pastor Renette and Wayne Wells for being a part of the Me Call One show. I'm always close with the prayer. So let's go to the throne of God. Father God, we just say thank you. We thank you for the residue of love that you have placed in their bellies, Father God. Increase the favor. Increase more vision. Send the resources, Father God. We thank you for the legacy that Mother Adele has left for her children, her grandchildren, her great-greats. We give you glory and honor, Father God. We thank you for the, the union that is being birthed and more nations and more people being drawn unto God. We thank you for the sacrifice because without the sacrifice, Father God, the obedience wouldn't even be there. But the obedience is so much better than the sacrifice. The righteousness. Allow them to hear more from God, Father God, this couple, Pastor Wells. And we thank you for Pastor Wells, Renette, and Wayne Wells, Father, as they come together in a union, in union, Father God. They can look up to you and know that their help comes from the Lord and continue to send the resources and the people to be inspired, to encourage. 
She wants to be an entrepreneur. Allow her ears to hear from you, Father God. Send the resources, everything that's needed. She's righteous. She's living right. She's living holy, Father God. And she has a husband that stands beside her. So we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone and thank you for all the supporters. We want you to continue to support the Nicole One Show, which is hosted on Apple, Spotify, Stitchers, iHeart, Pandora, anywhere there's a podcast, the Nicole One Show is present. Download our app from www.poeticjusticeforgod.ministry.com. Say it again, www.poeticjusticeforgodministry.com. It's an app that you can download. You can get the Poetic Justice for God Ministry as well as check out the Miko One Show and everything, prayer, the whole nine yards. We have a YouTube channel, the Miko One Show. Subscribe and share the content. Once again, God bless each and every one of you and thank you for all your support.